Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Can you say it like you mean it tonight? Praise the Lord. Amen. Why don't we do it right now? Why don't you put your hands together one more time? Do it unto him. He's worthy of all the glory tonight. Oh, we've got a lot to praise him for. We've got a lot to thank God for tonight. What a good day this is. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Give me just a moment. And I do want to mind my manners. I want to say thank you to Pastor and Sister Sampson for all of the accommodations, your hospitality thus far, and to the Sampson family. Appreciate them so much. And the more I'm around them, the more I grow to love them. And I appreciate them and their friendship to me. To this local church, congratulations to each and every one of you. What a phenomenal job. Why don't we all just give them a hand tonight and in so doing, give honor to God. What a beautiful building that's built for the glory of God and the saving of souls tonight. And uh, so congratulations to you. I want to honor the ministry that's here. What a good representation. I mentioned in the office for the first night, for Thursday night, what a beautiful representation of apostolic ministry that have come to support this good pastor and this good church family. And we appreciate them being here. And uh, to Elder Shiel and, and Pastor Burgess, it's good to be with you all and looking forward to the word of the Lord. I promise you that tomorrow and uh, excited about that. My wife sends her greetings and to you directly, Sister Samson. She says congratulations and she wishes that she could be here. Somebody's got to work for a living and keep things going at home. So that's where she's at. And uh, taking care. We have a business there. And then everything else that life throws at you. And I've got a good wife. And I appreciate her. And uh, somebody hooked her up with some kind of link, I think, where she can listen now or later. But uh, I love and appreciate her. Well, let's stand for the word of the Lord. I'm going to be mindful of the time. I got a little bit of an odor that came from some room back here. It smells like something's cooking up. But we're going to see if the Holy Ghost will cook something up here for a few minutes. Can we have some more Holy Ghost church in here tonight? Amen. Are you too tired to worship the Lord? Why don't we just do it right on this first night? Let's just have Holy Ghost church in this house. Praise God. Habakkuk chapter 3. While you're standing, Habakkuk chapter 3. And I will say uh, that uh, this message that I'm going to deliver with the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I am delivering it by request. Your good pastor asked me if I would preach this. And um, he said, pray about it. And I'll just be honest with you. I prayed much about this meeting, but I didn't put a lot of prayer in what he asked me to preach because I've got confidence in him. He's the watchman on the wall of this church. And uh, he that's uh, Maybe that's not typical of him, but it's what he felt to do. And so I'm just going to obey the good man of God, and I feel that it's right tonight. He said, take your liberty. If you feel like preaching something else, then preach what you feel. I'll clarify that. But he said, I want you to take your liberty. And I just kind of feel like that we'll take our text from the same place, but the Holy Ghost knows how to customize a message for a, for a particular people. I believe in a word in due season. And I believe if you'll help me and the Holy Ghost will help me, that's exactly what will happen here tonight. Amen. I've got good friends, and I, I was going to mention their name, but I don't want to. 
I don't want to embarrass them tonight. We'll see how this all turns out and see if they want to claim me, but I appreciate them being here to support me tonight. Habakkuk chapter 3, if you've got it, verse number 2, say amen. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known in wrath, remember mercy. One translation says it this way, revive your work. I've always got to remember, it's not my church, it's God's church. Amen. And he's building his church. Can you say amen? Revive your work in these years. Make it known in these years. Another says it this way, bring your work to life in our own age. Make it known in our time. Praise the Lord. And so from this particular setting of scripture, I just want to preach, and I hope it's not an overused title. Some years ago, I remember as a much younger man, there was the acronym RIOT. I don't know if anybody remember that, but it stood for Revival in Our Time. And so that's what I want to preach with the help of the Holy Ghost, a revival in our time. I believe this is the day. This is the time for the apostolic church to have revival like we've never had before. Thank God for all the good testimonies that we've heard and the good moves of God, even in that garage, have an apostolic church. But I think we ought to just break this building in real good tonight. I think we ought to shout and dance on this carpet. I think we ought to run the aisles. I think we ought to lift our voices and let's have Holy Ghost revival tonight. How about it? If you feel that way, clap your hands and shout unto God tonight. may be seated this evening. Amen. Revival in our time. Revival has been defined as a religious awakening, an evangelistic service or series of services for the purpose of affecting religious awakening. And typically, that's what we think of when we think of revival. We think about the pastor calling an evangelist and having a series of services, consecutive nights of revival. But that's not all that revival is. Amen. It is an awakening in a church or community of interest in and care for matters relating to personal religion. And I thought about that definition as I was driving here yesterday. You know what? It'd be a good thing if this community, Neosho, has a real apostolic revival that breaks out, that goes beyond these four walls and goes out into the community, hey, I just believe that it's time that this area knows uh, that there's a heaven-sent Holy Ghost church in this town. Uh, I want this community to know there's a place where they can find hope and healing. There is a refuge for the oppressed. Uh, There is deliverance for those that are bound. Uh, I've come to preach revival tonight that spreads beyond uh, this particular assembly. I want to take revival home to my assembly. I want to take revival home to the community that I'm a part of. If you're here from somewhere else, I want you to understand that I'm not just preaching to this assembly. I believe God's got a revival awaiting all of us. If you want it, clap your hands and praise him tonight. Somebody ought to shout revival. 
Come on, shout revival now. I don't feel like we've got five years to waste. I don't feel like we've got 10 years to waste. I don't feel like we've got one year to waste. Hey, I'll just tell you what I feel. I feel like we don't have one night to waste. Hey, let's not let this service go by without somebody getting a touch tonight, without somebody getting what they need tonight. I hear it tonight in my mind, chambering in my mind. A good elder that just recently passed away that had a lot of influence on me when I was young in the ministry and I heard him say it over and again. We don't have time for one dead service. We don't have time for one dead Bible study. It's time to have apostolic church from the pulpit to the back door. I think everybody ought to get involved and say I'm gonna get with my man of God. I'm gonna say man. I'm gonna pray when it's time to pray. I'm gonna worship when it's time to worship. I'm gonna be a pre-service prayer. Hey, but I'm with you man of God. Let's have revival till Jesus comes. Amen. Our communities need revival. Our churches need revival. Our families need revival. You need revival. I need revival. Praise the Lord. If you want it, give God glory tonight. May be seated. Revival has been defined as a restoration to life, consciousness, vigor, strength, to revive means to restore, and to restore means to bring back to a former, original, or normal condition, to bring back to a state of health, soundness, vigor, to put back to a former place, position, rank, to give back, to make return or restitution of anything that has been stolen or lost. Well, I feel like preaching tonight. Amen. I may feel like preaching more like than you feel like hearing preaching tonight. But I said it's to bring back something that's been lost. If you've lost your joy, I want you to know you can get it back tonight. If you've lost your peace, I want you to know you can get it back tonight. If you've lost your prayer life, if you've lost your worship, I want you to know you can get it back tonight. I've come to take back what the enemy has stolen from me. You need to have that mindset. Devil, you've had it long enough. I'm gonna go to the enemy's camp and I'm gonna take it back. You've got to have that determination. You've got to have that persistent spirit that says, I'm not going to sit here with folded hands and sealed lips. I've got a determination in my soul. I'm going to touch the throne. How many believes God's still in the restoration business tonight? Amen. You may be seated. You've heard that revival and evangelism are two different things. And I concur with that, that they are two different things. But I also submit to you that they go together. Revival is for the church. And evangelism is for the lost. But I want to tell you that evangelism is a byproduct of revival. If the church gets revived, evangelism will happen. I said, if the church gets revived, evangelism will happen. Well, let me give you a little Bible for that. David said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Hallelujah. 
Woo! Sister Samson got to singing. You know what I felt? I felt the joy of the Lord. Amen. I felt it in my hands. I felt it in my feet. I felt it all over me. Amen. Anybody feel it tonight? Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. With joy shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Then will I teach. Amen. Transgressors thy way and sinners shall be converted unto thee. I believe that if the church gets revived, it'll get down in your soul to such a degree that it starts bubbling over that I've just got to tell somebody. I've got to tell somebody what the Lord has done for me. How he picked me up. How he planted my feet on solid ground. Come on, am I the only one that he brought up out of a horrible pit? I think we ought to give God glory tonight. I think we ought to give God praise tonight. Thank God for these that have been in the church that stood. They've been in the church two years or less. I'm just telling you there's more of them out there and we gotta go get them. We gotta go tell them. We gotta go find them. We gotta tell what God's doing at the Apostolic Lighthouse. I'll clap your hands and praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The, the biblical definition of revival, I looked it up in the, in the Hebrew. Amen. It's, and I'm going to give you the English pronunciation to the best of my ability. It's chaya, and it means to live or to cause to live, to quicken or to live again. It means to have life. I believe there ought to be life in an apostolic church. Amen. I said I believe there ought to be life in an apostolic church. It means, and I like this one, it means to sustain life. We gotta have revival, amen, to keep this alive. Hallelujah. Amen, I said we gotta keep this alive. What was alive? Hey, it sounded like you had a lively church in a garage. Well then don't get too comfortable with padded pews and nice carpet on the floor. Uh, how are we gonna have a dedication service? I think we ought to break this church in right. I think we ought to break this, this carpet in right. I want Sister Samson up here. Amen, she was breaking it in. How am I gonna help dedicate? You ought to break it in right where you're at. Right where you're at, you ought to stop your feet a little bit. You ought to pat your foot a little bit. You ought to clap your hands. Hey, it's a tongue-talking church. It's an all-running church. It's a hand-clapping church. What kind of church is this? It's an apostolic church. It's a revival church. It's a holiness of hell church. and praise him tonight. Somebody shout revival. Revival right now. Revival in our day. Revival in our times. Hey man, you can be seated. I was watching these young men up here, these, these young boys. They, boy, they was breaking it in right. They was having church up here. 
Amen. We've got we to gotta maintain this, elder. We've got to sustain life for the sake of your grandchildren. For the sake of these young people that were in that choir. I want to tell you something. The same God that you knew that healed you of disease and broken bones and whatever else that God done for you, he's not changed. I said he's not changed. They talk about the the church in the old days, how they used to have church. I'm telling you, God's not changed. If something's changed, who is it? My Bible says he's the same yesterday and today. And he'll be the same forever. I feel it again, Brother Caleb. He can heal somebody tonight. Diabetes can be gone tonight. Arthritis can be gone tonight. High blood pressure can be gone tonight. You need your miracle. You need your healing. Let's believe God together for it tonight. Woo! I God, I think we ought to praise him tonight. Come on, let's love him together tonight. Woo! It's revival is something that was dead. Hey, but spiritually to be brought back to life again. Hey man, if you if you're kind of if you've lost something, I don't know why I'm back on that again, but if something has died in you. Your passion, your fervency, your desire, amen, your will to go to the house of God. Well, hello, somebody. I want you to know tonight's your night. If you can allow the word of God to be mixed with faith, you don't have to leave the same way you came. Amen, if you've lost your desire to live for God, you can get it back tonight. Amen, tonight's my night. Get that in your spirit. Tonight's my night. Amen. Look at somebody and say, tonight's my night. You need to say it like you mean it. Tonight's my night. I'm going to get a touch. I'm going to get a healing. I'm going to get a blessing. I'm going to give God praise tonight. Amen. So it's to, it's to preserve life. It's to sustain life. It's to have life. I believe we need some life in our singing. Hey, I believe, I want to preach life tonight into somebody that's lost some joy in living. I believe we need some life in our testimonies. I don't know if y'all still have old-fashioned testimony services or not. Amen. I have just about cut them out except for I'll call on particular ones. Amen. Because I want there to be some life in that testimony. Amen. I don't want to hear this business. The devil's been on my back all day long. Amen. Not unless you turn it around and say, but God is faithful. God's still on the throne. God is a good God. And not just some of the time. He's good all the time. Well, I feel life in the house tonight. I feel life in the house tonight. Amen. When you teach Sunday school, don't get in there and bore them kids half to death. Get yourself in a prayer room before you ever get in that Sunday school classroom. Sorry if I'm taking too much liberty. Amen. I said get yourself in a prayer closet somewhere 
classroom. Let heaven come down and kiss the earth when you meet together. It's time to have life. I don't care if it's a nursing home ministry, jail ministry, whatever else you're doing to reach somebody, get some life in you. I know, let me just qualify. I know that there's time for Bible study. There's time we open up that book and thank God for it. Amen, we open up the book and we've got pen and paper in hand and then we sit there and we listen to the word of God. I, I was thinking today, I'd like to call a good elder, it's on my mind, I'd like to call him and let's just have a revival of the Bible. No, no, y'all, it's just this how I want to do it. I'm, I'm different, but that just, you know, no singing, I'm all for singing. I promise you I'm for singing. Amen, no singing, just get in there and let the good elder open up that book and start teaching the word of God. Do it for two or three consecutive nights and just give everybody a good dose of Bible teaching. Amen, we have... Bible study at, at, at our place and sometimes I do handouts and, and, and they'll fill in the blank and we, we do Bible study. I'm not, I'm not talking against that. I'm just telling us I don't care what the format is. We have got to have a move of the Holy Ghost every time we come together. Yeah, but I mean, let me stretch out here and just tell you a little bit of my story tonight. We started, I guess it's probably been seven or eight years ago now, my Brother Greason, time flies when you're having fun. It flies whether you're having fun or you're not having fun, so you might as well just have fun. We've been having fun for a few years, but uh, two or three years ago, we did that by remote. We were driving two, two and a half hours at two or three times a week, and we were meeting in like a college classroom and try to have apostolic church in a college classroom with college classes taking place next door. And so we did that. We got boots on the ground two or three years ago and bought a place and dove all in. God's blessing and God's helping. Amen. But we went in there with donuts and coffee and Jesus. Boy, that's a good combination right there. I'm about to preach myself into a donut shop tonight. Amen. Don't judge me for being charismatic. Huh? We didn't stay that way very long. That's how we started. People didn't know anything. We just went in there and we fed them and we opened up the book and we started teaching the word of God. Amen. And so, amen, we got carried away. And I, I, we had a revival. I remember scheduling a revival in that classroom. And boy, that preacher got to preaching, and there was some holy rolling going on. Amen. There was some shouting and dancing. And then, amen. And then this preacher, amen, I remember getting down in that floor and rolling in that vinyl floor, whatever it was. Amen, the Holy Ghost got all over. Wasn't very long. We were having to look for another place. Amen, they used a lot of excuses, but I just kind of felt like it got a little too hot for them in there. Amen, I'm just telling you, I ain't got this yet. And I thought about, I'm just, I thought about him asking me to preach this and preach about revival. And then I looked who was on the handbill and I thought, my, who am I to preach about revival? These brethren, boy, they, they've experienced revival. They can write the book on revival. Amen. But I'll just tell you what, I've got faith when I come here tonight that there's bigger things, that there's better things, that there's a brighter future. We're not in a college classroom anymore. We don't have just four or five anymore. Hey, but I'm not gonna talk numbers, but we're packing that little building out with the help of God. But it ain't always been that way. I'd like to encourage some preachers
preachers here tonight and tell you, you just get up and do what the good elder did. You just get up and preach to empty pews. Glory to God. While back I got, amen, I got fired up and I, I, I said, brethren, I was in the middle of preaching. I said, go get some chairs. Hey, I believe it's the will of God. Brother Dudley already said it. It's the will of God for every pew to be filled in this house. You don't have to pray about that. You don't have to fast about that. It is the will of God that every pew, it's his will that his house be filled. Anybody believe that tonight? I, got, I say, get out every chair we've got. Amen. And just stack it down the middle aisle. Pack the front with it. Pack the back. I mean, we had all kinds of empty pews. I said, get the empty chairs out. And I said, and I'm going to preach to those empty chairs until we fill them. That's what you got to do. You just got to go in there and just preach. You know how you build an apostolic church? I don't know everything about it, but I know what builds it. Preaching builds an apostolic church. Acts 2.38, that'll build a church. Deuteronomy 6 and 4, that'll build a church. Holiness or hell, that'll build a church. Aren't you thankful to be a part of the church of the living God tonight? So I started preaching to empty chairs. Amen. And then before you know it, I said, just leave them out a while. And uh, they didn't all fill up, but we've got chairs in the back that are filling up now. And the pews are filling up. Well, glory to God. I'm just going to keep on preaching. I said, I'm just going to keep on preaching. And we'll get the number up for a while. And, and then uh, I think it was Elder Morton said, it's, uh, it's like a bus going somewhere. It's got a destination to go. And some's getting on and some's getting off. Boy, sometimes it looks like more's getting off than what's getting on. I'm being real tonight. You've done lived through it. Sometimes it looks like there's more getting off. What I want to do is realize everybody's not going to stay. But what I want to do, what I want to accomplish with God's help is I want more getting on than what's getting off. Amen. I believe God's going to have a church in this late hour. I believe there's, hey, I feel like telling somebody, what you're looking at here, there's more of this for you. Hallelujah. I believe somebody else can go home and say, you know what? I've got a vision for the church I pastor. I'm going to have revival when I go back home and we're going to preach to empty pews and we're going to preach until they're filled by the help of the Holy Ghost. I'll clap your hands and let's praise the Lord. I want to preach some faith into somebody tonight. Thank God for a man with a vision. And thank God for a people that had a mind to work. Let's have revival till Jesus comes. What do you say? Hey man, you may be seated. Look at this, I'm gonna hurry. Look at this scriptural setting here. We see obviously these were troublesome times that we read about. And a brief look at the scriptures would tell us it was a time of civil injustice and unpunished evil and the land was filled with strife and contention. Sounds a bit like the day and hour we're living in. Amen, we see a prophet that was seemingly discouraged and this is what he said. He said, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear me? And then God speaks to him and God says, as, uh, I will work a work. Well, I feel the Holy
Holy Ghost tonight. I will work a work in your days that you will not believe though it be told you. I feel a word for the apostolic lighthouse tonight uh, and anybody else that'll give ear to it, uh, I'm gonna, you ain't seen nothing yet. Let me just paraphrase. Honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. Devil, you don't like this, but you ain't seen nothing yet. You fought against us, but the harder you fight, the more we're gonna pray, the more we're gonna preach, the more we're gonna reach the lost, because we're determined to have revival in our time. By the help of the Holy Ghost. Amen, you be seated. I will work a work in your days, and if it were told you, you wouldn't even believe it. Eyes not seen, ears not heard, the things that God has prepared for us. I heard Elder McMullen say one time, he said, my, my biggest trouble is getting small-minded people to think big. Well, that is the truth, to get small-minded people to think big. Hey, I want to tell you that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. Can I tell you, I can think of some pretty big stuff. You thought of some pretty big stuff. I said, hey, but you brethren thought of some pretty big stuff. And no doubt you've thought about that baptistry being filled over and again. I'm trying to get you to think bigger. And these altars filled with hungry souls. While I'm on that, you know what would dedicate this building the best? If there's somebody that comes tonight to this altar and with bitter tears of contrition begins to weep and cry and genuine repentance and turns their back to sin, I'm gonna tell you that would be nothing better to dedicate this altar tonight. I drive by, I drive by places and I, I just, I can't help myself. I look and I think, that'd be a nice place. Kind of like God was in that, but kind of like you're talking about. I look at a place and I say, man, that'd be a nice place for church. I called Elder Uzzle recently. I said, man, there's a building. Come open, pray about it. And it uh, didn't, turned out that wasn't the will of God, but it was right in a good location. Hey, maybe I'm just preaching to myself. Thank you for, hey man, paying my way out here to preach to myself tonight. I'm gonna go home better than I came tonight. Get out of here, doubt. Get out of here, unbelief. I'm gonna start thinking bigger. Because he's able to do far beyond whatever I can ask and whatever I can think. We ain't done yet. We got some giants to tackle tonight. I said we're not done yet. It's time we start thinking bigger. It's time we start asking bigger. I look at all the, the things we need and then I look at the bank account and I look at what we don't have. Hey, but the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen. That millionaire doesn't own 
manager of it. God owns that building. God can give us that building. God can give us that land. Hey, what do you need from God tonight? Don't, don't, don't just think about it twice because he can do it if you'll ask him, if you'll believe him. He's able to supersede everything you could ask or think of him to do. If you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord. God, he owns it all. He owns it all. We're in, uh, you can be seated, we're in cattle country where I pastor. And uh, there's cows everywhere. Y'all can relate to that. But uh, I got to reading where one cow, Bishop Shea, one cow, I think it was back in maybe 2009, one cow sold as Missy the cow. Missy the cow sold for $1.2 million. I don't know if you've got any million dollar cows here in Missouri. We don't have any million dollar cows. We got a lot of cows. I'm going to tell you what, if he owns the cattle, I've always liked that scripture, but if he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, oh Lord, uh, that, does, hey man, that, light, that, that, lights, that lights our fire in cattle country. I hope it'll resonate with you tonight that if he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, if he could just sell a few cows, he could take care of all of my financial woes. I don't know what you're up against tonight. Maybe you've got some medical bills. Maybe you've got some bills that's mounted up. I want to tell you God's got enough resources that if you'll ask him, if you'll start thinking positive and quit thinking negative, amen, and start talking positive and quit talking negative, amen, and start building the kingdom and not tear it down, God's going to move in your life if you can just muster up some faith tonight and believe God you can do it God you will do it you're going to give us what we need in our time I'll clap your hands and magnify the Lord Woo! hey man look at, look at the men in this congregation you can be seated the pastors that are represented here these are good pastors to rub shoulders with Hey, I've heard stories of Colorado Springs. Was it miracle after miracle? Brother Johnson talked about. Talking about packing people in that building. I love to hear the story. But that's the God I serve today. I heard Brother Uzzle talking about, was it 30 by 50, the building size? 30 by 50 where they started. And he went in there doing what you did. Amen. Preaching to empty pews. Amen. And working with what he had. And now I don't know how many they have, but I was there recently and probably between 65 and 75 children from the ages of two to 10 that were in their children's choir in Central City, Kentucky where they have maybe a population of five, 6,000 people, amen, and, and the average age, 26, 27 years old. I'm just telling you, this is our day. This is our time. Young people, be encouraged. Let's get on fire. Let's get on the front lines. Get out of that pew and help your pastor preach. Amen, get into this prayer room. Amen, and pray before church. Let's have Holy Ghost Church. Let's have revival like we've never seen it before. In our day, 
in our time. You can be seated. Our text says, revive thy work in the midst of the years. That was a prayer for revival. We need revival praying is what we need. Psalms 85 and 6, wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? I told him at the church that I pastor, I said, we ought to personalize that. And we shouldn't say, revive us again. That's important that we say that. But we ought to personalize it and say, revive me. Because revival, Elder Mustaine, it starts with me. It's time for me to quit blaming everybody else and me to take responsibility. Quit waiting on the singers to sing the right song. Quit waiting on the preacher to preach the right message. Quit waiting on the right evangelist to come through. Quit saying it's too hot, it's too cold. Let's just rear back and have old-fashioned Holy Ghost Church one more time. I want to tell you what, we are, I appreciate what I heard the elders say. That, uh, that having good church takes time because we're in a different age now. I already said it. God's not changed, but we've changed. We go in church, and, and you know what? If the AC ain't just right, we're ready to call off church. If, if the heat's not just right, we're ready to walk out. Amen. If we're not comfortable, and, and if it's too long, God forbid, uh, we're in a quick fix generation. Amen, we're in a fast pace. Amen, fast food generation. I'm part of it, I understand tonight. I'm not indicting anybody, but I'm just telling you if we're not careful, it can carry over in here. Amen, somebody ought to say amen when it gets tight. When the preacher gets struggling, it's my responsibility to help that man preach. Somebody ought to make up your mind. I'm going to quit coming in and looking for everything that's not right. And I'm going to take responsibility. And I'm going to do my part to have good Holy Ghost Church. Revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee. Amen. Revive me. 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. This congregation could quote it. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. But it's conditional upon me. If we will, God will. Got to take personal responsibility. I, I, I want to uh, relate one more thing and we'll try to move on here tonight. But Isaiah 64, I read this recently. In Isaiah 64, the people of God were on the wrong side of God. And the Bible says that the God was wroth. God was wroth. God got angry with them because they were living a life that was displeasing to them. You know what? I want my friends, I don't want my, I want them to be happy with me. I don't want my friends to be mad at me. I don't want my family to be unhappy with me. I sure don't want my wife to be angry with me. But one thing I don't want, Brother Caleb, I do not want God to be upset with me. And God was wroth. And why was he wroth? Because of their disobedience to his word. Hey, but I want you to know that God still gets upset with sin. The Bible says that God is angry with the wicked every day. 
this sinful lifestyle, boy, I was walking through the mall. I, had to, I was looking for something. I, I needed to make a stop, and I was walking through the mall in Springfield, and I, I thought to myself, uh, I thought a lot of things to myself. I should keep it to myself. I thought, boy, this next generation's in trouble. We had to get our passports renewed the other day, and boy, the world's the world. I expect the world to do what the world, but this, this world's gone crazy. You know, God tells me, he said, had this girl in here from the college and she's, the, the passport office was in the college. She'd come up to him and she said, she had to put on there what color hair. She said, which color should I choose? Which color hair should I choose? Because she had multiple colors. Rainbow hair. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend anybody, but this world's just, boy, it's going, it's going crazy in a hurry. And I'm looking for the restroom and I'm looking, I thought, there's men's and there's ladies. Thank God they're still labeled men and ladies restroom. So far. Almost to the point you're afraid what's gonna walk in next. Hey man, I'm thinking, boy, this next generation's in trouble. And then the next thing I thought is that uh, what this world needs is a few more rednecks. You forgive my carnality tonight. Amen. What this world really needs is a few more Holy Ghost filled people is what this world really needs. Amen. What this world, hey, what this world needs is an apostolic church that's alive and well, full of the Holy Ghost. What this world needs is a prayed up church. Amen. What this church needs is a church that's on fire. When they walk in, they know I've walked into something that's real. I've walked into something that's genuine. I'm in a place where I can get some help and some answers. I get upset at that mess when I look and I see all that garbage. But I want you to know as much as I get upset, God gets far more angry with that. He's angry with the wicked every day. Amen. Sin had separated them from God and it still does. Bible says, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy that he cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you. So their iniquity has distanced God from them. First thing we ought to do if we feel distant from God is we ought to get back to an altar and repent and say, God, I'm sorry. I cannot live one more day without your presence drawing near to me. So they were, they were at odds with God, but here, here's what I'm getting at. The bigger problem was this. Nobody seemed to care that God was distant from them. That's what it says. And there is none that calleth upon thy name and stirreth up himself. This is where I feel like if y'all can bear with me for just a few minutes, this is where I'm wanting to get to because this is where I feel like that God would customize this message and this service if somebody would hear me for just a little bit. There is none that calleth upon my name. Nobody was praying. That was the indictment against them. And I'm not saying it's obvious somebody's been praying around here, but I do want to tell you as individuals, if there's somebody under the sound of my voice, that has lost your prayer life, prayerlessness will lead to sinfulness. I'll go as far as to tell you that prayerlessness is sinfulness. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Prayerlessness is sinfulness. If you've lost your prayer life, would to God that you would get it restored tonight? 
Amen. I said, would to God that you would get it back. Amen. We are mandated by God's word to pray. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Pray without ceasing. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubt. Why don't we lift our hands and let's pray together right now. Oh, let these rafters ring. Hey, it's dedication night tonight. I said it's dedication night tonight. Jesus said, mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Let's make this a house of prayer. You know what church is? Church is what you make of it. This would be just a building if we didn't come in here tonight. But I feel the Holy Ghost moving in a different direction right now. I feel the Holy Ghost settling in on us right now. Church is what you you make out of it. Let's make up our mind. This ain't just a building tonight. This is going to be with God's help and the people of God participating. It's going to be a house of prayer for all people. Anybody that wants to pray can pray. Anybody, we don't care what they look like. We don't care what color of skin they are. We don't care what they drive. We don't care if we have to pick them up and carry them to church. We don't care what they smell like. Amen, we don't care their background. We don't care what denomination they come from. This is a house of prayer for all people. This community needs to know they're welcome here. The drug addict needs to know they're welcome here. That girl with rainbow hair, she needs to know she's welcome here. Come on, church. Let's make this a house of prayer. You know what will change the atmosphere around here into a church? It's when we begin to pray. I think we ought to do it all over this house right now. Everybody ought to lift your voice aloud and let's make it a house of prayer. be barren. Don't let the prayer rooms be barren. Amen. This ought to be a common sound around here. Bothers me. Just stay with me just a few minutes in a spirit of prayer. It bothers me, Elder, when I come to church for pre-service prayer. I don't hear any voices lifted. That bothers me. Hey, but we got to make it a house of prayer. It bothers me when there's dry eyes, dry carpet. Hey man, we've got to make this a house of prayer. They stopped praying, Elder Burgess. God got upset. The Bible says, and there is none that stirreth up himself. Boy, you know what we need? I'm just going to speak for me. You know what we need where I come from? We need some people that's not going to wait on Pastor Fox to get up there and say, oh, come on, let's worship the Lord. 
Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's have church. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, somebody leap for joy. I'm slowing down, but I am preaching right now. But we need some people in the pew. You know, that's what makes Holy Ghost Church. When you get some people in the pew that says, if nobody else gets stirred up, hey, but I got enough faith in you, Sister Samson, that if you're the only one, you're gonna stir up yourself. Can I get some more in this house? Amen, from the apostolic lighthouse that says, amen, pastor might be feeling bad tonight. Pastor, I'm not gonna let you preach by yourself. I'm not gonna let you pray by yourself. I'm not gonna let you worship by yourself. I'm gonna stir up myself to seek the Lord. Well, sometimes I've been in church well, you gotta have church for 30, 45 minutes before you can get some a little bit of a breakthrough. But you know what? It needs to start right here before church ever starts. And you need to come on this altar and you need to say, God, I, I'm gonna stir myself up tonight. I'm gonna pray till I pray through. I'm gonna pray till I touch heaven. I'm gonna pray till I talk in tongues. I'm gonna pray until I feel your touch one more time. Somebody help me just a few more minutes tonight. Anybody got your mind made up? When I come back tomorrow morning, I'm not gonna wait for the first song. I'm not gonna wait till the guitar's blaring and the keyboard's blaring. I'm gonna stir up myself. Oh, let's take a moment and let's love him together tonight. Hallelujah. Now, oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! It's a, a non-caring, nonchalant attitude is what we deal with oftentimes. Give me just a few more minutes. Be seated. Just that nonchalant attitude. God got upset about that. There was none that stirreth up himself. Amen. Bible says, woe to them that are at ease in Zion. God doesn't take it lightly when we take church lightly. Amen. God doesn't take it lightly when you come to church and you're unmoved and you're untouched and you're uncaring. We need some individuals. Amen. Maybe you sit in the back. Maybe you sit middle ways. Maybe you don't sing on the platform. Maybe you're not a preacher. Maybe you're not a Sunday school teacher. But you've got a part to play in this to have real revival. We need some people that will take up the place in the back. Hey, my musicians and singers, get ready. I feel something building right now in the Holy Ghost. Hey, man, we need some individuals that'll say, I don't care if nobody else runs the aisle. I feel like running the aisle, so I'm gonna run. I don't care if nobody else leaps to their feet. I'm gonna leap to my feet. I don't care if nobody else goes to that altar. I'm gonna go to that altar. I'm gonna stir up myself. Come on, stir it up. How long's it been since you prayed? How long's it been since you worshiped? How long's it been since you took responsibility? Get out of the doldrums. Get out of the mulligrubs. Hey, this is my church. Well, they never call on me. They never use me. You've got a part to play. You can stir up 
got something stirred up on your pew tonight. I said you ought to get something stirred up on your pew tonight. What I look for at home sometimes is I look for, I'll tell you what I really look for. I look for 110% is what I really look for. And I'm going to keep pushing until I get it or until I feel like I've done my dead level best to get 110% out of them. What I really look for is if I can get two or three. If I can get me and one more. Tell you what, you can have a lot of Holy Ghost church with just two people. You got a lot more than two tonight. What kind of church can we have? If I can get two or three to agree in his name, he's gonna be in the midst. Hey, home missionary, if you can just get two or three, you can have Holy Ghost church. I feel like praising him. I feel like praising him. I feel like having revival in our day, in our time. Bring on the apples. Bring on all of the of the, of the alcoholics. Bring on all the drug addicts. Bring on all the whoremongers. This is a house of prayer for all people. They can pray, they can repent, they can get their life turned around. Woo! Hey man, I feel it stirring tonight. I feel it stirring tonight. I feel like somebody's stirring something up in yourself. And I feel the Holy Ghost stirring in my soul. Hey man, just sitting. Amen. We got to get rid of that nonchalant attitude. Stir up yourself. Turn to your neighbor and say, stir up yourself. Don't wait on the preacher to do it. Amen. Don't wait on the musicians to do it. Stir up yourself tonight. I don't even know what you do with that, but I just feel like doing something. Somebody ought to feel like doing something. Somebody ought to feel like doing something. God's been good to me. God's been good to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Holy Ghost Church. It's revival of Jesus comes. We're going to keep this alive. We got to keep this alive. Sister Samson keeps singing till Jesus comes. Amen. But if you get, amen, if he keeps tearing and we're all getting a little older, somebody else has got to get a hold of that. I said, somebody else, somebody, hear me. Somebody else has got to get a hold of that. My Lord, I just now feel like preaching. It's time to go home. I want to, I want to rub up against somebody that's having revival. I want to rub up against somebody that's building an apostolic church. I want to rub up against somebody that says it's not just us for it no more. We're going to keep reaching. We're going to keep growing. And we're going to do it by faith in Jesus' name.
Young people, you ought to rub up against me, maybe not literally, but you ought to get up close to your pastor's wife. You ought to say, I want some of that on me. You ought to get up against your pastor. You ought to get up against Brother Caleb Samson. I want some of that on me. I'm getting away from the carnal youth group. Matter of fact, I'm going to stir something up in my youth group. Devil, get out of here. We're going to have revival tonight. Don't tell me it can't happen. It's going to happen. It is happening. You ain't seen nothing yet. I don't know. Boy, we don't want to talk about another building program. Amen. But I'm going to let's do it. I'm going to tell you what looks like you got room for more growth here. Looks like you got room to knock walls out in the future, whatever you got to do. But one thing we can do is you can take responsibility. This is my pew, and I'm going to fill my pew. I hope they can hear me in the back. Somebody ought to need, needs to take responsibility. I challenge them at home. I challenge them at home. And I said, everybody needs to take responsibility Amen, for your pew. You ought to say, this is my pew, and I'm going to fill this pew. I'm going to pack my pew. And get rid of that attitude that when, once it is full, you claim it is yours. Take another pew and go ahead and fill that one too. I'm watching them do it. They're filling them up. I hope somebody takes a challenge tonight. I hope I can stir something up in you where you go find somebody that needs what you got. Come on, we got to get this out there. We got to get this out there. Hey, man. Hey, man. I looked at I've seen pictures of your building out there. Amen. I'm just telling you, we can that we can have bigger buildings. We can keep growing. Amen. God's got better things awaiting. We just gotta believe Him that He can and He will. I'm going a lot of different directions tonight, trying to build faith in a lot of people. But wherever you came from and whatever your situation is, it don't have to always be that way. If you're a pastor, get around good men of God like this that are doing something for Jesus. Get out of that mentality that says those days are over. Those days ain't over. Amen. God's still pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. I got Brother Dudley's here, build a brand new beautiful edifice on I-235. You ought to go see it. You ought to see what God's doing in Kansas. You ought to see what God's doing even in Kentucky. You ought to see what God can do, where you came from, where I come from. Well, I feel faith alive tonight. I went back home the other night. You know what? I believe, I started praying. I've been praying, God, give us a building. God, give us a building. I got to thinking, I don't need to be praying, God, give us a building. I need to pray, God, give us souls. 
Because if God gives us souls, that'll take care of the rest. But no doubt the reason God didn't give us that building is because he's got a better one for us. He's got a bigger one for us. Because I already got looked at that one and it was bigger. My vision was bigger than that building. That building could not contain what God's going to do. Brother Dudley, you already know it, but God's got bigger things in mind than what you built for. Hey, it's our day. It's our time, apostolics. One more thing. One more thing. An evangelist was asked, and some of you heard the story. He was a very successful evangelist years gone by, and he was asked, what is your secret for revival? This is what he said. He said, go home and take a piece of chalk and draw a circle around yourself and then pray. Oh Lord, revive everything in this circle. I said, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Revive me again, oh Lord. I don't know if I agree with that old song totally. Amen, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Amen, I don't know the rest of the lyrics, but that part I understand. And that's what we need to pray tonight. I'm gonna draw a circle around myself. I'm not gonna blame him anymore. I'm not gonna blame him anymore. I'm not gonna blame them anymore. I'm gonna take responsibility. I'm gonna have revival. I hope I've given you enough Holy Ghost anesthesia for this right here. Amen. But your family's not going to be one when you're talking about the church, when you're criticizing the church, when you're running down your pastor, when you're running down the leadership, when you're talking about all the negatives. That's not going to do anything to entice them to come. Amen. I think that that book does say somewhere that the unbelieving spouse can be won by the believer. I'm paraphrasing, but it does matter our attitude about the church. Let's pray through. Let's stir up ourselves. Let's get a good attitude about our leadership. Let's get a good attitude about what God's doing and what God's yet to do. I don't care if the carpet is this color and I wanted another color. I'll dance on it anyhow. Hallelujah. In your face, devil, I'll dance on it anyhow. I don't care if they're singing a new song and I wanted an old one. I'll worship anyhow. Y'all ready to break this in right tonight? I said, you ready to break this in right tonight? We prayed a prayer of dedication over this building. I think we ought to break it in right by worshiping the Lord. Amen. By giving God glory. By giving God praise. And I think before we go home. Before we go home. Amen. You ought to grab your pew before you go home. And you ought to say, God, fill this pew with hungry souls. My Lord. I think she's saying it already up here. I was praying it earlier. God, fill these altars. While you're up here, you ought to pray that way. God, fill these altars with hungry souls. Hey, you musicians, you ought to pray over that instrument. Oh, God, let me pray under the anointing. Let this
this building be for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. We're gonna worship here. And I watched Brother Burgess and I was feeling it. He went back there. I don't know what he was praying, but I got a good feeling he was praying, God, feel that baptistry. Hey, but I believe there's more. Hey, we ain't buried the last one yet in Jesus' name. The last one's not repented yet. Tonight could be their night. Tonight could be their night. This altar's open if you need to repent. This altar's already open if you need to pray back through. If you need to stir up yourself, tonight's your night. Come on, let's sing, let's worship, let's pray. Till the battle is over, don't you wait till the victory.